0: ryan reese this is live with ryan reese
1: call now one 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag live reese on his instagram twitter or facebook
2: we are live sean did you you're know right?
1: that yes i'm ready i literally just turned up the volume and i heard it coming <laughs> in i'm like oh no we're live <laughs> i know well life, life's changed a lot you know get real busy i know you're busy Saw the kids with the three triplets. I'm like, dude, is that real life now?
2: Yep. I tried taking a picture today recently, actually before I came here. I was we've been staying at my parents' house to so we can get some uh-huh. uh, help. And I'm like, hey, I want to do a photo shoot. I want to put all three of the kids on me before they get too big and take pictures with all three. Uh-huh. And it was a nightmare. <laughs> well, Sadie Sadie, little Sadie Sadie Grace was so nice and sweet in my right arm just uh-huh. just hanging out there. And then they put Lily. No, no, then they put Evelyn in the middle, and she's, like, pooping. I could just smell poop, and she's just sitting there, like, all stiff, pooping. Then they bring Lily over, and they put Lily on the left of me, and she's just, wah, wah. She makes us, like, a little frown face now. Like, she's just being treated so bad. Wah! And I'm like, shoot the picture. I had Melinda. I had, who else? Um, Monet. Uh, Skyler, it was like a full photo shoot, <laughs> like four people shooting photos, but we couldn't get the photo. Couldn't get it. It was too hard with triplets.
1: Oh, just wait.
2: It's, it, we're going to have to, maybe after we feed them where they have that milk coma yeah. vibe and then yeah. just put them together.
1: Snap a picture real quick.
2: I don't know. Who knows? We'll see what happens. <laughs> the twins though, that like the two identicals, yeah. they're the ones that make all the noises. You know, they're always making noises. And Lily's just like the little, they call a little sweet Lily or sweet a Sadie. Sadie. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Good times. My dad's up there holding the kids. My mom, I mean, we got babies to pass around. So yep. never a dull moment. So how you been?
1: I've been good. I've been busy. <laughs> you know, I, I was as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about my own kids. And today we had our last couple games of baseball for the season. And my, my middle son, Jet, man, he's a psychopath sometimes. He's our most emotional kid. And so... He can be really happy and stuff, but he can get really angry. So he got angry on the field a couple of times, and I had to have like a, a sit down moment, a council moment in the middle of the game. It was pretty uh, crazy. And I was driving out of the game, and like the baby's screaming, Cohen's going crazy. My my car was just bananas. For crazy, like
2: a while. I know. Yeah. No one told me so having kids makes me crazy.
1: <laughs> I I'm used to taking out my
2: nieces, you know, and my nephew, but, and they're like little angels. Yeah, they are. But then you dropped them off. I know. No one told me that it could just get crazy. So. Anyway, I'm stoked. Uh, we got uh, Brian Head Welch coming, coming in, next in the studio week. next week. It's right. going to be sick. Yeah, um, we actually just posted a, a video that he's not going to be able to make the Calvary Chapel uh, Golden Springs Sunday night at mm-hmm. Shine, but he will still be here in studio on Saturday night, and he does have that other event up in Bakersfield. Well, he'll be speaking at another church on Sunday morning, I believe. Yeah,
1: that's a church that he went to first way back in the day when he first came to the Lord. I think his family goes there and stuff. So it's going to be like a a homecoming reunion over there. Dude, that's going
2: to be pretty amazing. Yeah. A lot of cool things going on. But we're going to actually have him in the studio and we're going to talk about his journey back to corn because there's a lot of questions. People go, well, why is he going back to corn or why is he in corn? And that's. A great question, it and is. it was such a great question that he decided to write a book about it. that he just came out with. About, I haven't read it yet, but um, I've known him for the last nine years. So basically, over the last nine years, he's wrote, this book basically covers the nine last years since I met him. Mm. So it's going to talk about his journey. And uh, what's interesting is, you know, we were talking about how, you know, you read it you hear, it doesn't make sense maybe sometimes to people mm-hmm. like why would he go back mm-hmm. to the band that he left and you start thinking about these different stories in the bible where well why did god obviously god spoke to him and told him to go back you know that's mm-hmm. going to be in the book but you start thinking about why did god tell hosea to go marry a prostitute mm-hmm. so if hosea is a prophet and then he told him to go become one with a
1: Prostitute.
2: Mm. We I mean when you read the story, you you know why. You know, he he was used in that situation for his glory for God's glory. Right. But if any if Hosea was here today and he was in the church and he's like, dude, God told me to go marry a prostitute, the church would go crazy. Mm. What are you doing marrying a prostitute? And in the same way. That's what's going on with with head. People just don't know why. But well,
1: well, I think it'll be good for him to be in here to be able to answer questions. Yeah. You know, because he, he is a down to earth guy, and and I think a lot of people have questions. And I think the people that have questions, I mean, that's cool. It's awesome. I mean, yeah. th- th- there's definitely things you know from the outside looking in. You're like, well, that doesn't make sense. So let, let him speak in his own words and see if uh and see what he says. Dude, it's gonna be epic. I'm excited. Yep. I just think it's gonna
2: be a the one of the most amazing.
1: Interviews,
2: so make sure you tune in.
1: Yeah, next, next week, week. It's exactly. Be amazing, guys! If you're tuning in right now, as well, this is live with Ryan Reese, this has been an amazing show for the last year and a half. We've been able to to be a part of it, and maybe you're going to have questions. Me and Ryan are going to be kicking off talking about a bunch of subjects here tonight, and I'm sure that you're going to want to either comment or have questions. Maybe things that are that are relatable to you throughout this show. We're going to leave that open to you. The number is eight 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 five six four. 6173. Again, the number is 888 564 6173. Or you can comment on any Ryan social media or contact us here. And also, you can always watch live at ryan-reese.com and watch us live here in the studio. But I know Ryan. There's a lot of stuff that's going on in your heart. You know, you deal with so many people, uh, friends and family, and then just people. Just in your out about stuff. You skate all the time. You're connected with people in day-to-day life. And um, and there's things stirring in your own heart, your own heart right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why don't I should talk I'm, about it.
2: I don't know. I've been, you know, God's just been speaking to me lately. You know, actually, the last. 24 hours, um, that verse, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. I think it's so important that, that we, I mean, this is like one of the main commandments, you know, that Jesus left us with is we got to keep our eyes on the Lord first most and make sure that he is the Lord of our life, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, and to love our neighbor as ourself. And I think it's easy to get caught up and. Um, and not love our neighbors as ourself and, and get caught, maybe we get caught up in the institution of the church mm-hmm. and we kind of isolate ourselves from going out and and and, and reaching out right. to the culture, mm-hmm. you know, and, and going, you know, well, like Jude would say, I mean, I, I actually have the verse here, you know, it says, um, you know, but you dear friends must build each other up in the most holy faith and the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring us eternal life in this way. You will keep yourself safe in God's love. Mm. Very important. Safe in God's love. We have to do everything through love and you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment and showing mercy still to others, but don't do, but do it with great caution, hating even, uh, the sins that contaminate their lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, You know, when you're going to reach people that are on the highway to hell or say in the flames of fire, you have to literally go to hell to get Mm -hmm. them and snatch them out. Like You have to go to the gates of hell and pull them out. And I mean, just to speak on behalf of myself, you know, where I came from, it was a very dark place. Mm -hmm. And I know that these are the places where, you know, a lot of my friends that have become Christians in bands and, and... you know in the skate industry and you know different different walks of life that mm-hmm. are places that are very anti- God mm-hmm. um, atheism runs rampant and, and very pro satan Satan's actually a celebrity in in those worlds oh, for sure he's like you know yeah people are down with him big time but we have to we have to look at people that are friends and and even if you're not even if you don't come to that come from that scene, we have to love those people. And it's so easy to just be like, oh my gosh, right. can you believe those people, what they're doing? And then you look at people that are actually going to reach those people and you start like looking at them and I can't believe they're there. And, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've heard words like, why are these people at Slipknot Fest? Or why, you know, why is this happening? Why is the whosoever's at this, have a booth out there at this thing? And interesting enough, I came across two atheists that were actually at that event last week mm-hmm. or a la- couple years ago. And they came up to me at a concert. I was at a random concert. And they're like, hey, are you Ryan Reese you know, from the Hoosers? I said, yeah. They said, hey, we we, heard, we got your DVD and we watched all the stories. And it was really amazing. Like, we really love, it just it impacted my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what DVD? And like, well, the one with all the stories that you guys have. I like, go, well, where'd you get it? They go, oh, Slipknot Fest. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, that yeah. is so crazy. Because you have these hardcore atheists that want nothing to do with God but then here they are at this event and here we are and we don't even we're just there because we want to be that light in that dark place and these people came across this dvd and not only did they see it they watched it mm-hmm. and it impacted their life and they weren't walking with God at that point but you know what they said to me they go we love what you're doing and we want to actually come out after i told my oh, dude i do i tell punk rock jesus stories mm-hmm. that shine like we want to actually come out and and check it out and It's so easy to be on the outside judging, going, why are these people here? But we have to love these people. And like it says in Jude, you have to go in and snatch them out and have grace and mercy and snatch them out of those fires. And it's messy. Jesus' ministry is messy. Mm -hmm. This world is in a dark place. I mean, I think about Jesus when he was hanging out with the woman at the well. And remember, he was hanging out Mm -hmm. with the Samaritan woman where the Jews did not Talk to these people. There was beef between them. And not only that, the disciples came back and they saw Jesus hanging out with this woman. And they knew they knew what was up with this woman. Mm -hmm. And they were, they asked themselves, and it says in the gospel, what is Jesus doing with this woman? Not only is he hanging out with this woman, he is alone with this woman. There's no accountability going on. Mm. But Jesus went on a two hour detour out of the way on his way back to he was either going to Galilee or Jerusalem he was going mm-hmm. either back or forth but he went out of his way on a mission to reach this girl mm. and remember he, he loved on her right. she was tripping on like why are you even talk why are you even talk to me and that's mm-hmm. pretty much a, another thing when a lot of people that people that don't believe in God, they look at Christians like, why are you coming talking to us? You don't, you don't like us. We're we're gay or we're mm. atheists or whatever. They have this like misconception right. of how Christians look. And when Jesus says we got to do everything in love, and what did he do? He went out of his way. It was it was literally a detour out of out of his mission. And he went there to love on this girl, loved her to death pretty much, told him who he was, and a revival broke out in that Samaritan village. Mm. And that's just the culture that we live in right now, you guys. It's so dark. We were talking about earlier, Sean. And yeah. we, we, you, know, you just read that article that in Time Magazine.com, or Time.com, which is Time Magazine, there's this article of this guy that's running for Senate right here in California. And it says he's an atheist. And on top of that, he's a Satanist. He's part of this satanic temple right. here in the area.
1: Yeah, they say his name is his name is Steve Hill. I can make that known because it's his articles written about him. Yeah, uh, Steve Hill. Um, he is uh, running for um, some um, Senate seat uh, in California. Um, former Marine, and he's just a full on atheist is what he is. And what he is saying is that he identifies with the teachings of, of Satanism. And a lot of the teaching of Satanism is self driven. It's secular humanist. That's the kind of philosophy that's really infiltrated our school system in a lot of ways.
2: That is the um, Anton LaVey, because there's there's different sects of Satanism. Mm -hmm. That's the, they call it like the LaVey LaVey
1: doctrine or Mm -hmm. whatever, something like that. Yeah, and his estimate, he doesn't believe in God, and he would make mocking of the things of God, and that is a... um, like his motivation for getting into politics in a lot of ways, too. So the kind of agenda that he thinks is best, you know, would be better for the society if we didn't believe in God and stuff like that. And this is prevalent in our culture. What you were talking about right now, which I do believe is very important as well, is that I've always told my wife this. I don't want to raise my kids saying it's us against the world because that's not really what it is you and i both of us come from a background of living in the world and not walking with god for most of our life and then coming to the lord um and along the way we had some christians in our life that were legit like we could be like no they're legit they're cool people and then you have those other people that kind of play church and you make your own kind of um um judgment on them um but I think it's so very important to realize that like God places us in people's lives and a lot of people that are listening right now, like in workplaces, mm-hmm. um, just in your day in and day out life, your neighbors, like God places you there. Um, I think it's so very important you don't shy away from having communication with them um, because that's what the Lord has called us to do. I know Ryan, like your motivation of even starting shine on those nights was inspired by a particular verse. and. And shine itself speaks of shining in a dark place. And the world is a dark place. And we are called to be light. We are to be an influence. And what you will see when you put yourself out there, when there's communication with old friends, because friends that we grew up with, I don't cut them off. I never felt led to cut them off. I mean, I separated myself for a moment because I was getting away from the drugs and alcohol scene. I'm not going to the bar. Separating from the party. (laughs) Yeah, I'm separating from the party life. But I still would go out to lunch with them. You know, I keep in contact with them. Don't text their way. You know, over the years, I've had so many of those guys call me in the middle of the night, drunk, hammered, high on cocaine and stuff and tripping. This one, one of our friends in particular called me up and wanted to confess his sins to me. And I'm like, dude, I'm not a priest. Like, what, (laughs) what are you tripping? But they're having these spiritual struggles. Yeah, totally. And, you know, one thing we talked about just a little bit ago is like the demonic influence that's in our culture. It is. It's major. Um, So often we talk to friends or people that we know or people that I've met with at the church that have dealt with situations where they're being held down in bed and there's like this demonic oppression that they're facing. And a lot of times they think they're the only one, so they don't say anything about it. Then you go on finding out, man, there's so many people that battle this stuff. We're living in very dark times. And I know that your heart, Ryan, has always been to preach the gospel, to reach out to uh, those that are confused like we were for so many years. And I think it's very important for the the church itself and for us as believers not to to lose scope of that.
2: Yeah, we got to really figure out how we are going to reach the world. You know, I think we got to figure out what ways can we do outreach, and not only does it have to be literally like a, an event, but Outreaches. You were disciples. Mm-hmm. You know God sends us out to to be disciples or or activists is the new word. Mm-hmm. I like activists. Um, and an activist, when you look it up, it basically means for you're you're fighting for like a social change mm-hmm. or you wanna. where well, we are. We're we're looking for a world change. Mm-hmm. So um, as we're out there, we're, we could love on people and be sly as a serpent, gentle as the dove. Is another verse that God's mm-hmm. really been speaking to me about as I when I minister to because you could show up and talk to people and. Literally just come out of the gate and, you know, they could be talking about craziness and like, oh, well, hey, babe, hey, brother, you know, I don't talk about that no more. <laughs> you got to be slides the serpent, gentle a dove. You just need to chill out, hang out, relax and wait for the time where the Holy Spirit sends, sends, uh, says to speak. But if you're going to go out and you're going to go and try and reach the world, you're going to be in the world mm-hmm. and you're going to hear the things of the world and you're going to see the things of the world and you're going to feel the things of the world. But you're not going to be of the
1: world. You're not going to be contaminated by it. For sure. You know, one thing that's heavy on my heart too is the way that you do it. The matter of your heart. That's key. Mm -hmm. Um, And this comes with every aspect, especially with things that are so prevalent in our culture today. There's a lot of major issues. There's a lot of social issues. A lot of people have opinions from various views. To communicate with people on your uh, belief, a biblical um, standpoint... You need to do it with the right heart. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I share this a lot a lot of times when I've taught apologetics, is that even Peter says it, that when you give a defense, you do it with gentleness and meekness and humility. Yeah. Because a lot of times you can do, you can say, have the right answer, but you can do it with the wrong attitude. Sometimes believers, man, they're just waiting for somebody to say something stupid, and then they just want to make them look dumb. And they have the right answer, but their really goal is to make them look stupid. It's not... That that communication and building a relationship and showing that they actually care for that person, yeah. and to me that's key. That's how you're really going to uh, win over somebody.
2: And the thing is, is everyone. The reality is, everyone has their own point of view.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, us as believers, we've had encounter with the Holy Spirit, so mm-hmm. there's confirmation from the Holy Ghost and God speaking to us. So we know we're like, okay, we figured it out as far as like we know what the Jesus is the God. Of You know, he is the King of Kings. There's no other God. So when he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me, we know that. Mm-hmm. But when you go out and meet, out, meet with other people, there's so many different philosophies of the world. So like you said, you have to do it with love, and you have to hear everyone's opinion. Yeah, And, you know, it doesn't mean your way is the right way when you're having conversations with your friends. And, I mean, like you can't. Because even if you're just coming off like, well, you know, that's cool, you know, but this is what the Bible says. They don't. Right. Who cares about the Bible? <laughs> I mean, they, when they maybe rephrase that to them, they're saying, who cares about the Bible? Because they don't believe in it. Just mm-hmm. like if someone talks to me about the Quran or the Book of Mormon or, you know, Jehovah's Witness or whatever it is, I'm like, I, you know, But that's their opinion because they're studying that. So through love, yep. having these conversations, and you know what? It might be just going out and hanging out and not even talking about right. God at all. Maybe just hanging out with them and letting your light shine and letting, them, letting people know that you love them and you're there. You're going to win it through love. And then there will be a day when conversations will come up or they'll start talking to you or whatever it is. And then you could... Interweave the scripture, slides the serpent, gentle as a dove mm-hmm. through love, and those things are going to happen. But so, so often, you you know, I believe that believers can get like we know the right way. We're going to go, out and we got to let everyone know, and we're going to beat people over the head with it, and, and that's it. And we're not going to hear it, mm. but we have to. It's a two-way a relationship. is a two-way street. You talk, they talk. And you just kind of navigate through it, and and I mean, it was cool. I was up in L.A. last night, actually. Um, I got to see some of my old friends, and I, you know, I, I I've been doing my rounds going to L.A. and just seeing different people and hanging out in different places. But um, you know, it was cool. You know, I was hanging out with a lot of my friends, and and you know, my friends know where I've come from. They, they I don't have to say anything right. to them. They already know that I love Jesus, and um, but I'm not beating any of them over the head with with anything. But it was cool because we were um. We were hanging out at a house and, and uh, you know, the TV came on and it was like the Obama thing talking about transgender, this and that. And I'm like, dude, are you guys kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> they, can you believe this whole transgender thing? And these guys aren't believers. You know, they, I mean, I'm, they might be believing God. I don't know. But, you know, whatever. They're, they're looking and they're like, this is like insane. Can you believe that we're actually talking <laughs> about having like transgender bathrooms right yeah. now? And then like one girl was like, you know, one of our friends there was like, well, What's wrong with, you know, don't you think the transgenders can have their own bathroom? And now remember, like, she has her belief. I have my belief. Right. And I was like, well, look at, what do you think about this? Like, so say the transgenders, they went through and they had their operation and say they had a bathroom. And it was just for these particular people. I'm like, all right, whatever. But let's think about the reality, you guys. Do you think that these transgender bathrooms are only going to be for transgender? <laughs> we know we know it's not. You know why? Because recently at Target, an article just came out after they passed their law that you could have the transgenders. They found a guy, not a transgender, a guy dressed up as a girl in the bathroom taking pictures of girls. Mm. So all of this is, in the reality is this is an open door for perverts to go in. I go, my wife is not going in right. and going to the bathroom with any dude that's dressed like a girl, that's a dude. Right. And my daughters definitely, I mean, it's the same wife or daughters or whatever. My niece is no one. This is not going to happen. So then I looked at her and I go, do you want to go to the bathroom with some dude that's dressed up as a girl? She's like, heck no. I'm like, exactly. (laughs) You know, and you just, you know, you have all these things in society. Right. And it's like Satan has this blindfold, and and he makes it sound like it's a really good idea. Like, yeah, guys, that's a great idea. The transgender is like a 1%, if that. That's a bad idea. Now, we have this other guy running for state. Okay, he's an atheist. Okay, whatever. But on top of it, he's a Satanist. I don't know about you
1: guys, but the last time I heard about a Satanist, you don't really want to be affiliated with that stuff. Right. <laughs> and and this is what people are seeing. And this is what's so amazing because you can take this opportunity to have communication with people. And as we're gonna be talking about this stuff throughout this night, maybe you have questions. Maybe you're struggling with this how to communicate with people without getting angry. Because sometimes you will get angry, man, and then you just lose that that relationship. Um, maybe you're struggling in di- different areas of your walk with the Lord, or maybe you don't know, know the Lord and you have questions for us. You can call in tonight at 888 564 6173. Again, the number is 888 564
2: 6173. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> I just, I'm just still laughing at that whole conversation. It's, it's crazy how. Well, I mean, worlders, look at our
1: society. You know? I mean, I was tripping on the transgender thing yesterday too. When I when I saw that thing come out, I'm just like, "Are you serious right now?" I'm like, and then you just, and I'm like, I started looking into like, well, what's the definition of transgender? Did you, you have it? I, I have it, but it's long. So let me let me overview it a little okay. bit. So I'm like, okay, so let me just get to the the nuts and bolts of this thing. And then you, I read a little bit, and then I, I was more confused. By the end of reading it, <laughs> because it covered all the stuff. Well, uh, a transgender could be a, a trans is a transsexual that says they can be a cross Some some might be bisexual, some might be heterosexual, some might be this and that. And before you know it, it just covers this wide spectrum. Like, how are you ever going to uh, designate? Okay, that is what a transgender is. And like, you you're to back up what you were just saying right now. It just opens up this door to so much confusion. And I was teaching last night, and I said this. What's taking place in our world today is that the world is taking away our definitions of things. Isn't it pretty trippy that we have to decide what is a man or what is a woman? Um, I think that like that's very basic kind of uh, talk. Um, and what's taking place in our society today, it's confusion. When I mean that they're removing our definitions... Definitions, you know, the Webster's Dictionary. You look it up, you find something, and then it gives you a fact of what it is. Um, but nowadays, they're taking away facts, you know, where there's no absolute truth, and it becomes this everything's relative. And from every other aspect of truth and stuff in colleges, now even to sexuality, as far as a man and a woman. What I also think is very dangerous about this, right? Is this for these young people that are struggling with these feelings that they might have. They're like, well, this isn't, I wasn't meant to be a man or I wasn't meant to be a girl. And because I don't feel this way and the society is saying, well, if you don't like the way you feel you don't like the way you look, then change it. That's so contrast to what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. See, the Bible says that God doesn't make mistakes and he knows everything about you. He knows the numbers of hair on your head, and- it Says you're a masterpiece yeah, as well. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a masterpiece. And, and with that being said, I would it's, it will bring in horrible self-esteem for a person. I don't like the way it feels so I got to change it and then they change themselves and they see they're, they're still empty. There's actually already reports and surveys that are taking place that people that actually go through some of these transitions go into major depression suicide rates go up drug addiction goes up. Why? Because they're trying to find peace and a sexual identity and changing things that they were never meant to change. And it's confusion. That's why our culture's confused.
2: Yeah, I know. It's very, very confusing. I mean, we, we, I see phone calls coming in. I want to give the number out again because we want to talk a little bit more about this stuff. 888-564-6173. Hey, Golden, how much more time do we have before break? Two minutes? Okay, so check this out. So I was uh, looking around online, you know, because I I was at a high school and this girl was telling me, this high school kid was telling me about pansexuals. Mm -hmm. So basically that means you...
1: are down for whatever. Whatever. Right.
2: Like it just, you're not gay, you're not transgender, you're not, I mean, you're just whatever's clever, whatever works. You can fall in love with with whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So I get online, I start looking through YouTube to see what pansexual is and it had these two girls that they... They're girls, but they look like boys, and they're from the UK. But they're dating, so I don't know if they're pansexual or if they're transgender. I think I think they might have been transgender. I'm just confused by you're the. You're making thing. me more confused. But at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm yeah. looking, and what it was, it was two girls that looked like dudes that didn't have operations, and they were dating, and mm-hmm. they called themselves transgender or something. Yeah. But I'm like, you're lesbians,
1: right? like what like everything is just so stinking confusing and everything's going so quick all of these big laws being passed and then it's like when i saw the thing yesterday i'm like these decisions seem so quick and they seem so emotional they're, they're not based on truth they're, why are they getting so like moved by it's three percent it's not even one percent of the population it's it's crazy and there's so much confusion. It is going to impact our society. Um, we're just seeing it right now. Are we really focusing on bathrooms? Is that the biggest Ex- problem in the world? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There has to be a press statement for it.
2: Guys, the, the Obama, he's doing it. We're, cha- we're bathrooms for transgenders. That's it. That's our problem in the United States. We need more bathrooms for transgenders. Yeah. Yeah oh my gosh what does the world come to
1: and, and when it really comes down to it, it comes through a hard issue you know it, it, it's not even the. we're gonna talk about a lot of this stuff yeah. on the other side of the break we'll be back in two minutes peace More Live with Ryan Reese coming up. No, no. everything all right? Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese.
2: Don't say you. Well, right before the break, we were just talking about Obama. I'm going to give it up to Obama right now. <laughs> He's saving the United States by making transgender bathrooms. <laughs> For- Thank you, Obama. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's so so many other things that uh, could use your assistance, but I guess that's the focus right now.
2: I mean, come on, this guy. So, yeah, I mean, I was up in L.A. this weekend, and you know, it's interesting because you know we know that the light has come to the world. Jesus is coming to the world, and as you take the darkness and you bring it into the light, it exposes the 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 darkness. And um, you know, I, w- I was hanging out with some people up up in uh, LA last last uh, night. You know, I was doing my rounds or whatever, and I just came into this interesting conversation where you know I was. Just kind of led. We were just talking about conspiracy theories and you know CERN and well CERN's not a conspiracy theory. That's actually right. You could go Google that. That has its own website. But uh, we were just talking about basically we were talking about this stuff and what I was alluding to is the supernatural in Ephesians six. You mm-hmm. know the spirit realm, but how CERN's you know t- trying to open like portholes mm-hmm. or black holes to other dimensions and like they they want they're trying to they're pulling they're trying to see what the dark matter is about. And they're looking at the God particle. And I was just talking to like saying, isn't it interesting how scientists, they use science to prove that God doesn't exist. That's what they're trying to do. A lot of these atheists. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is now with CERN, they are using science to find the God particle. Yeah. And I'm like, that just don't make no sense. <laughs> right? No. So as this conversation went on and they didn't think it made sense either. <laughs> And as this conversation went on, you know, we started kind of talking about UFOs, started talking about, you know, supernatural stuff. Mm -hmm. And what was going on is I just felt led by the spirit to talk about, you know, the encounter when I had those demons show up in my room Mm -hmm. when, you know, I took 15 hits of ecstasy and, and a bunch of cocaine and, you know, that opened the doorway to the supernatural realm and I had these demons in my room jumping around in my room and, and, and one was holding me down when in the world, they call that sleep paralysis mm-hmm. in the mainstream. But what it is, it's demonic. And when I said that the whole room was kind of like, huh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it got kind of like weird for a second. Everyone started looking at each other. And then what was going on interesting enough, and I was the only believer, um, in Jesus Christ there and the whole room, basically everyone started having stories mm. of, being held down and having these visitations by these black figures but then there was this one girl that was in the room and you know she she uh, you know she basically just straight up said hey I literally the other night woke up and there was a demon holding me down trying to have sex with me mm. and she says this stuff's been happening since I've been young and she was into you know she obviously was into some dark stuff but as the conversations went on Some other guys were talking about how they were having, they had these LSD experiences or they were on LSD and these demons were like chasing them down with like no faces, chasing them down, trying to get them to commit suicide. And it's like all of a sudden, like out of like eight people in the room, seven of the people are having these encounters with the supernatural. Mm. So, you know, I, I know what the Bible says and I've been involved with this stuff. So I just kind of, you know, I'm not gonna like, preach at people and beat people over the head with it. But I basically was just saying, dude, there's power in the name of God. Right. And his name is Jesus Christ. And I said, you guys don't have to be involved with this stuff. You know, you gotta, you know, and I said, you know, I started talking about, you know, a little bit about Jesus and they're like, one of the girls like, wait, are you religious? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not religious actually. She's like, no, but do you go to, I, I believe in Jesus. I read the Bible and I believe in Jesus. You know, religion's like man-made. And she's like, do you go to church? And I'm like, Yeah she's like every Sunday? I'm like, Yeah, I do. <laughs> and they they were like tripping, like, no way. Like this guy this guy doesn't look like a Christian. I don't yeah. know what Christians look like, but they were she was tripping out and I was like, Yeah, I go to church and then that just kinda led into talking more about you know these 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 supernatural entities and stuff you know it's it's demonic and the
1: ghosts and these ufos and all this stuff well, well look at our culture again on that level because demonic evil i mean it's so prevalent in so many movies uh you even the commercials sometimes music has so much stuff um and then when people actually battle with that stuff to me, and I've dealt with, me and you have both dealt with people that have been oppressed by, by the enemy, by Satan, some demon-possessed. We've dealt with these things over the years. Both of us have dealt with encounters before walking with God of demonic influence. And to me, it reminds me that there is evil. Absolutely. There, there is evil, and there is such thing as good as well. Mm-hmm. And the good is the Lord. And that's why Jesus. You, you were able to give that. Um, you'd be able to have that open door there. We yeah, no, about it, that. it it was awesome, and and I was
2: just shocked that I'm in a room of eight people, and like seven people are talking about these and their houses are haunted and this whole of stuff. So I was like, "Hey, well, I gotta go, uh, but I'm gonna be back next weekend." and we're going to talk. I love talking about this stuff. They're like, come back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's awesome. But here, we, we have a. I'm going to go ahead and take this call. Let um, me give out the number again to you I'll as you do it. that. If you're calling in and maybe some of the stuff that we're talking about is kind of hitting home, we'll like to be taking your, your calls the rest of the show. 888 564 6173. Again, the number is 888 564 6173. Go for we're it. We're
2: going to go ahead and take Maria from Long Beach. How you doing, Maria? Uh, finding yourself
1: you are doing good. Good.
2: Thank you for your call.
0: Uh, I'm calling about because my son has had um, demonic oppression in his life where they're um, provoking him, wanting him to commit suicide, like saying, uh, throw yourself, just kill yourself. It's not going to hurt. And then Mm. he sees like a lot of them that look like little kids, but they look evil. And then if he's in a room, there's like 20 of them, but he's always been a Christian and He's always been attacked by them where like they want to kill him or destroy him. And I've experienced that myself too as a child. Mm. So um, what would you say to that?
2: Well, um, this story is very common. The, the, the story is the same with, with these people that are in, get involved with this stuff. I heard that same story last night is that this guy was saying that these demons were chasing him. and they look like they were small, mm-hmm. like kids. And they were saying... The light would turn red and they would say, go in front of the car, jump in front of the car. They were trying to commit suicide. They're, demons want to destroy lives. Mm. That's their whole purpose. But Mike, I got a question for you. How did it leave, how did the oppression and stuff leave you?
0: Uh, with me, it started as a child. Like I could remember just um, being scared all the time. And mm-hmm. they would always, um, it was like this nightmare. Like the devil would always chase me. And then like the lights were always dark and and I would I could never go to sleep and I would feel like my heart would just wanna burst out of my chest and mm-hmm. and and he would get me full tired like where if I was driving like one time I, I hit another car because I would never get any rest or sleep. Like he would just wanna like um destroy me, like get me tired where I wouldn't be able to like control myself. Mm-hmm
2: how did how did you uh i mean when you started walking with god did you did you pray and did you i mean did they did they leave or are they still oppressing you guys
0: oh um i i've always been a christian since a kid but mm-hmm. um he would always not want me to pray because every time like i will pray more like i will feel that um i will be more scared and it'll try to attack me more to keep me from praying and then like God always warned me, too, about, like, never watching scary movies mm-hmm. because you open the realm. And I remember, like, one time I watched the movie and and something threw me from the sofa, like, pushed it, mm. or, like, something, like, like, cracking in the walls and, and, like, the ceiling. Like, it'll do stuff like that. And I knew that God has shown me, like, not want not to watch anything, like, scary movies and stuff like that. And- but um, I prayed, and, and I know that when um i just have to trust god and 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 not listen to it and be like no um he greater is he that lives inside of me than the one that's in the world right. lord i accept your peace and that's what i would like feel that
2: peace yeah. absolutely but, now this, this uh, is the thing i in that was another thing that that one of the girls said last night that she gets thrown around in her bed mm-hmm. pulled out of her bed i mean this is common i was talking to my mom and she was she had stories people met with her the same kind of situation. Girl would wake up with like scratches on her back. She was involved in meth. This is what you do. We know the scriptures clearly say resist the devil and he will flee. And whoever the son of God sets free is free indeed. The light extinguishes the darkness. But the main thing that I've realized and, you know, the, the, Jesus even says that you got to you got to clean your home out. You know, you got to keep it clean. You got, you need to do inventory on your life and in, in the things that you're watching, things that you're listening to, the things that you allow in your home. We know, I love that scripture It says, for my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. You need to make that house the house of the Lord. Get oil, anoint every single wall of that house and pray. And there's no certain prayer, but I, I personally anoint my house a lot because I deal with a lot of different people that are messing with demonic stuff. And I say, in the name of Jesus, open the gates of heaven and pour out your spirit in my house and push out any darkness. Hmm. And this is the house of the Lord. Then I go to the next room. Every single one, I anoint my baby girls. I anoint my wife. I anoint myself. We pray for each other and we cover ourselves. And we just keep keep praying it out constantly to make sure nothing can come. And I mean, you got to understand, when you're people around you are into cra- like There's people around you. If they're into hardcore porn, that could open demonic doors. So they could be carrying this stuff with them hmm. or drugs or whatever they're into. They're attack. They're opening doorways, the spirit realm, which with Ephesians talks about, they're attaching themselves to this demonic realm. So that's why it's so important. Go through, get rid of any of that, of those scary movies, any music you're listening to your son. What's he watching? What's he looking at? What's he listening to? You got to literally do inventory and get rid of any of that stuff, and pray that God will shut those doors in the name of Jesus, and uh, you resist the devil and he will flee. The scriptures say that if he does not flee, then the Bible is not right. Yeah, it's not true.
1: And, and I would just back I would also just back that up as well. Everything Ryan said is definitely on point. I, I would say that you know it's a season. Even when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, it says that at the end. Satan left until he came for an opportune time. And we go through these heavy seasons. We have seen this was w- when people are, are walking with the Lord and they go through a form of oppression where the enemy is just bringing chaos maybe into the home a little bit. Like Ryan said, you pray, you pray. We live in with spiritual warfare all around us. And as the end draws near in this society, the, I mean, look at the world today. The oppression the enemy is going to attack even more in many realms and that what Ryan was basically saying right now we need to be serious in our prayer we need to be serious in our in our devotion to the Lord and not to play games and do inventory in our homes and all those kind of things because that will be our strength
2: I, I got an interesting story for you that just happened to me in my wife uh, last week we were literally in our house slurred. We we're in a bed sleeping and we literally woke up exactly at the same time, and we were both having a demonic dream.
1: Oh, yeah, you told me about
2: that. We both woke up at the same time, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I just had the gnarliest demonic dream. And she was like, oh, my gosh, me too. Mm. Why? Because the enemy is roaming the world looking to see him who can devour. He knows he can't get to me when I'm, so, when I'm awake, so he'll come in and mess with me. But it's not all the time. And what did we do? We prayed instantly. We said, In the name of Jesus, cover us with the blood that was shed on the cross. We know that you defeated Satan, and we know that stronger is he that's in us than he that's in the world. But for whatever reason, you know, the enemy gets access sometime to mess with us. And sometimes we give him access through things that are in our life, mm. you know? For sure. There's these doorways, mm-hmm. you know, the, by these, this music and this stuff. So I would just suggest that you just meet up with your son, anoint him with oil, pray for the whole house and um, read the scriptures at night, and there's power in the name of Jesus. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Is that I cool?
0: I I can, yes. Yeah, can I ask you one more thing yeah. about that? Do you think that God uses that to in a positive way to show you that there is evil, and look, there's demons trying to destroy you, but here I am. I'm God. I'm good, and I want to save you. Does he use it in that way as well to show us that evil is real, Cause you know like a lot of people don't believe that there's a god or there's a devil yeah totally. do you
1: think that that's why well i i would say this i mean we do know that for children of god we have examples in the bible of job that god allowed the enemy to come and disrupt his life and god was working out a purpose um i i understand what you're saying right now too as well because I do think that when you realize that there is such thing as evil, because sometimes people try to dismiss the, the existence of God by saying, well, if God is so powerful, then why doesn't he wipe out all this bad stuff, this evil stuff? There's rape, there's murder, there's all these things. Why, if God is so powerful, can't he just stop those things? And the reality of, the, and by the, them saying it, like God doesn't exist, that's not true. Because by you recognizing that there is such thing as evil, You're all you're recognizing that there's something is good, so I do agree with you. I think that that is a a way to see distinction between good and evil. The enemy is evil, and God is good. And I would say yes.
2: I just don't. Thank you for calling, Maria. Thank you. I I just don't think it's a good idea that Satan terrorizes people because then people know he he exists, (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's so much easier. Right. Like for me to go to someone say, okay, I, I can't tell you how many stories I've heard. Dude, I got demons coming in my room, this and that. I'm like, okay, awesome. So you know that there's a the devil, right? right? Okay, so here, this is Jesus. Right. He can help you overcome this stuff. I met with a girl that showed up at Shine uh, last week, and she was a stripper. And while she got into stripping, she said she'd be on stage, and she felt like something overcame over her and was controlling her body. Yeah. So she goes to her Heard friend. Her before. friend brings her to church to Shine. She tells me the story, and I'm like, Okay. So do you want to be set free now that you know there's evil, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, let me tell you about Jesus. Boom. She accepted the Lord right on the spot. We prayed. Holy Ghost came upon her. Boom. She's smiling with joy. I see her the next week. I'm like, how you doing? She's like, amazing. Mm-hmm. I go, any more demonic activity? She's like, nope.
1: <laughs> and Done. And that's what enemy can work too. Depression, oppression, possession. Can bring depression in a person like not all. There's medical depression that's out there, but there is where the enemy is bringing this grind sometimes in a home. Mm-hmm. You see it as spiritual warfare. I experienced it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we were talking about that, right? Kind of going through a I was getting tough fear season. all of a
2: sudden. I was like, why am I having fear of speaking? Yeah. Crazy.
1: And, and those are things that we battle with. And the only way to overcome them is, dude, worship, prayer, the word. It's always the same fasting. stuff. Yeah, fasting. Yeah, fasting. Cleansing myself, seeing like, Lord, I need you in my life above all else. And that's the key. That's the victory that will come in our lives. Yep, that's, that's it. Then let's give out the number again. Number is 888-564-6173. Again, the number is 888-564-6173.
2: We're going to go ahead and grab this call from Adrian in Huntington Beach, California.
1: What's up, Adrian? How you guys doing? Doing good. You know, I got a question um,
0: regarding uh, marijuana use. Now I know in the Bible um, in the New Testament, Jesus turned water into wine, so you know it it gives that um, that validation that alcohol is acceptable in some sort of uh, tolerance mm-hmm. but what is what what's the the view for marijuana uh, you know medicinal use recreational use, and then kind of to tie into what you guys are talking about uh entities demonic possessions i've also seen YouTube videos where um, certain religions they feel that um Drugs are a gateway for demonic possessions. What is? What can you guys say about that? Yeah,
1: you said drugs are a gateway to demonic oppre- oppression. Is that what you said? Demonic possessions. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. You know, we we talked about this before. Uh, when you go to the New New Testament, uh, we see that sorcery was a word that is uh, where in the in the Greek the word is uh, pharmacia which is a pharmacy, is where we got our word pharmacy from. And it's talking about um, potions that they would make, and it was things that would... Um, bring kind of like that euphoria, kind of like a, a drug. That's what it was. It was a drug. Well, dude, in Egypt
2: they used to get the the lily Nile, the Nile lily, mm-hmm. and they would crush it up, and you, they can make DMT out of it,
1: right? And so sorcery, yes, it it does open up this gateway for sure. I, I we both come from backgrounds <laughs> of drug and alcohol abuse, and I'll tell you what we've seen so many things, um, for for many years of drugs and alcohol. Where the enemy can just do huge, uh, you know, horrible numbers on people's lines. Well, I know this
2: kid uh, that was actually 16 years old. He hasn't met with me yet, but literally his friend's been contacting me because he's a major, major stoner, Mm -hmm. and he battles with anxiety, and he's having these demons, like, like, um, what's it called, like harassing him. Right. And he's not messing with anything else. I said, is he messing with, like, witchcraft or anything? He just said, no, he's just a stoner. And for whatever reason, you know... Satan gets in one way or of another, mm. but I would not mess with that. We know the Bible talks about being sober-minded. Right. You know, be sober-minded. What does it say? Be sober because your your enemy, Satan, roams roams around the world like a roaring lion, looking to whom he devours. Yeah. Be sober. And I used to smoke weed, wake and bake all day long. Right. You you're not clear. You no. know, you're not clear-headed. You're foggy, and you're under the
1: influence. And you know, and just so coming on your question a little bit, I mean. Um, in our society today, this has been a major thing. Yeah. You know, smoking weed medically. There's medical clinics all over the plains. It's a racket, tell you the truth. You know, there's a lot of people that are out there. Either I know people that used to sell dope and drugs, and now all of a sudden they're running clinics. <laughs> you know, uh, my my buddy was. Um, uh, does about a bunch of sound system stuff and lighting and stuff at these concerts. A couple of years ago, he's at a Cypress Hill concert, and he said that it was so crazy. Like they had this place where people were roped off. People that had medical marijuana cards <laughs> had the ability to smoke weed, and it's a racket. You know, um, what What I would say, and people would argue that's like, well, you know, there's prescription pills and stuff like that uh-huh. and for, you know, painkill stuff and everything like that. But I, I truly believe that all the drugs and stuff like that, weed, all that kind of stuff is still connected to the sorcery, pharmacia stuff that we find uh, written in the Bible that the Bible that tells us not to go down that road. You're opening up a, a gateway, whether society tells you or not
2: prescription dr- prescription drugs are dangerous as well. Right. You know? Right. So, cool, man. Well, thank you uh, thank you for calling, Artie. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that. All yeah, right, Adrian, man. take care, man. Take it easy. Yeah, you guys have a nice Oh, night. Artie, yeah. Thank well, you guys so much for your, all these calls. We're going to try to get as many to them as we can. Again, the number is 888-564-6173. You know, me and Ryan just wanted to talk about all of these different things that are taking place in our world today in society because we know that you struggle with them. Uh, struggle with maybe giving answers, and you see things continue getting darker and darker, and you want to be able to give answers to, to friends and family.
2: Um, I don't know. I think I picked Artie up again or something. Oh, there we go. We dropped this call. We, we have a few minutes left, Sean. Um, We're going to have to take all these calls after right. the break. Let's go ahead and... uh. Well, let's, let's Oh, I gotta talk about something really go quick. For it. So last week, if you're listening, you guys, and you guys are on hold, we're gonna take your guys' calls right after right after this little break here. But so last week, I got to go meet with a principal of a Catholic school. Did you hear about oh, that? Oh,
1: Yeah, you told me. Yeah, but I didn't. So basically, didn't me what happened I'll just tell
2: the listening audience. We went out there, and um, you know, we've been doing these high school kill the noise tours, and we've been hitting all the public schools. But then as we started realizing, there's a lot of kids that aren't. Necessarily, Christians that go to Christian schools, Correct. and to Catholic schools and private schools and just whatever. So we're like, you know what? Let's open it up a little bit more and and hit these, we'll hit some Christian schools and we'll hit some Catholic schools and we'll hit whoever, mm-hmm. however, whosoever. And uh, we went to go meet with the principal, and we you know we talked to him. We said, hey, this is our message. We preach Jesus Christ died on the cross, and after that we want to inspire the kids to be great mm-hmm. not to get caught up in the distractions of of the world so he was stoked on it and he was just like man he's like you know if you guys get in if everything works out and you guys get into our school we're linked with three other schools but on top of that that will open up the door for 51 more high uh college am sorry 51 more catholic high schools
1: mm-hmm.
2: 51 more schools so we're like, all right, perfect. Plus our public schools and the Christian schools, this next year coming around is going to be insane.
1: So so with that, man, keep the Whosoever's in prayer. Go to the whosoevers.com, Get up to speed with everything that's taking place. You're able to follow them on all the social media. They got all the apparel there. All the apparel there goes straight back into the movement. The Kill the Noise Tour, Ryan's been able to go to many high school campuses, and he's talking right now. Uh, this is the vision. This is the vision, going out to the youth, going out to the old, it doesn't matter who it is, whatever door God opens, I know these guys wanna go through it full power, but we want you guys to be a part of it. You can pray, obviously pray for the whosovers, for doors to be open. Um, if you wanna donate to the cause, you can donate to the cause, make it so simple, so easy right there on the website. Anything else you wanna add to that, Ray?
2: Yeah, well, we're, we're trying to, um, buy a sound system and when they donate it actually funds our sound system so we are able to go to the high schools without having to rent one for five thousand right. dollars every time yeah we literally have it we get gas money and we go down there so yeah you could give or you could buy product that actually um helps fund the high school tours as well so any way you want to do it that that would be awesome just email us at info at the com. And I don't know it's it's going to be epic keep us in prayer more importantly because we want the Holy Ghost to show up. we're praying for revival. join us in praying, join us in fasting. You know if you can't fast a whole meal or a whole day, fast a meal or two or just one meal, but keep us in prayer. That's what you can do from wherever you're at, mm-hmm. young and old. I mean we got some we got a lot of gnarly prayer warriors that are on our crew, older ladies, and they're praying for us and we love it. That's, yeah. that's amazing.
1: And it should motivate you. When you look at the stuff on the news, when you look at the stuff in your social media and stuff, and you're overwhelmed, dude, pray. Pray for God to bring you these individuals that you can have conversations with. Pray for people like the whosoever's to get open doors to go in so they can meet with these people that are dealing with these major issues. And you are a part of that battle when you're praying and, and uniting together, locking arms. And we are in a battle as long as we're praying together, we're, we're, we're proclaiming the truth to this generation, God can do great things. Absolutely. All right. Well, next looks like that's a wrap. Next week, what? Who's going to be Oh, here? next week,
2: Brian Head Welch talking about his journey back to corn. Tune in. We love you guys. Peace. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Race. To
0: connect or find out more about Ryan, click on Ryan-Reese.com.
2: Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.